Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We're crying out for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. We're praying, Father, for their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, grandchildren they have now in the future family members, great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. Father, by faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would reveal yourself to them, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed. We come to every boy and girl, man and woman. And Father, they would humble themselves before you. They would repent of their sins, receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And Father, please get every person to a good Bible-believing teaching church. They would then be baptized in water. They would receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're agreeing that all the demon-possessed, demonized, and captives are being set free, and all the sacred being healed from every sickness and every disease. And Father, your people are receiving and walking in financial abundance, prosperity, debt, cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for that right now, and we thank you for it. And also, Father, we love the Jewish people. We have such a great debt of gratitude to them. We're agreeing, Father, that you're going to take away the blinders and scales from their hearts and minds, that they're going to see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, Savior and Lord, and they will get gloriously saved. According to your word, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, according to your word, we uh, agree they have title deed to all the land of Canaan. And Father, we pray that you would give victory in all the, uh, against all their enemies, especially against Iran. And, Father, they would walk in great victory in the Psalm 83 war and the Ezekiel 38-39 war, war, which are soon to come forth. And we love and bless the Jewish people. Father, bless them, protect them, and destroy their enemies. And we ask this in Jesus' name. But also, Father God, our, our country has fallen apart, Father God. Wicked, evil people have stolen, Father, the administration and are doing evil. So, number one, Father, we pray against the digital currency. Father, destroy the plans of Joe Biden and, and that Fed now. now. Father God, this is part of the one world government, part of trying to, uh, Father, control us and, and bring forth the mark of the beast. We come against it in Jesus' name. Bring their plans into confusion and derision. May they fight among themselves and raise up millions of people to cry out against it, Lord Jesus, that this evil would be stopped at least until after the rapture. Father, we agree that there's not going to be any more viruses or pestilences or COVID-19 viruses released. We pray that you would destroy every bio lab that is creating these viruses to bring, Father, uh, destruction and death to America and around the nation. Father, destroy them, every one of them, Father God. And we thank you for it. Father, secure our borders. Father, there are many terrorists. Father, there are foreign soldiers. There's sexual traffickers. There's pedophiles. 
pedophiles, there's drug dealers. Father God, there are people who are getting let out of prison just to come to America to bring destruction, Father. Reveal and remove all these people. Drive them out, whether it be through your angelic host or law enforcement, and allow only those people to come in who come in accordance with your will and purposes and according to our laws and constitution. Also, Father, protect our power grid. Don't let there be any EMPs, Father God. Father, protect our electricity, gas, our oil, our coal. We thank you for fossil fuels. They're supposed to be used, Father God. And remove, Father, the lie of climate change. Show how evil and what a lie it is. And, Father God, we agree for abundance of rain throughout our, all, all our country and that our food, all our food supplies would increase. Father, the farms would be blessed. The farmers would be blessed. And also, Father, you take all the farm land away from foreign countries are trying to buy up and destroy this country. Also, Father God, you know there's no justice in America. And Father God, you know the great persecution that has come against your servant Donald Trump and his family, against conservatives and against Christians, Lord, which again is an attack against you, Father God, you, Lord Jesus, and you, Holy Spirit. So, Father, we're declaring what we see in the book of Esther concerning Mordecai and Haman. Father, we are the Mordecais. We ask that you protect us, you'd provide for us, Father, you'd promote us, and Father, all those Hamans, Father, Father God, you would hang them in the very gallows they are trying to prepare for us. And we thank you for it now, and we believe you to do it. And we say thank you in Jesus' name. And Father, don't let them put any more mRNA material into our food, water, plants, or animals, Father God. Stop these great evils, and we'll be sure to give you the praise, honor, and glory for it. And Lord Jesus, help everyone to get ready for the rapture, because you're coming soon. And we agree for that now. We say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, today we're going to be doing our second part of Living in the Last Days. Remember last week we were in 1 Peter 4, 7 through 19. I think we got to about verse 9. So we'll read from 10 to 19 and continue. As every man has received the gift, and if you're a born-again believer, you have received the gifts, and the Bible says you can covet more gifts. Did you know that? 1 Corinthians 12. Read it. Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards or stewards of the manifold grace of God. In fact, those gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, they're charisma to their grace gifts, grace imparted. Oh, praise God. It's all by grace. Yes, it is. But what is provided freely by grace is received by faith and must be stepped into. I hope that blesses you. Verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Amen. To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to test you. And many are going through that fiery trials right now. As though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. <laughs> Did you hear that? See, I, I'm trying to preach on persecution, and one of the things is I want you to make you happy. <laughs> you're happy. You're supposed to be happy if you're going through persecution for the name of Jesus. So that's the Bible, right? Verse 14, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken on, but on your part he is glorified. 
But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. That's always a good word, right? Verse 16, let if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. So God's going to take care of that woke agenda. He's going to destroy it. Hopefully burn it to the ground. Amen. <clears throat> the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and it first begin at us. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Now that is powerful. Okay, back to verse 10. As every man has received the gift, there are spiritual gifts. But I mean, you do remember that your salvation was a gift too. You, you didn't earn it. You didn't get good enough. Remember what Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. No one works their way to heaven. It is a free gift. Jesus died for your sins and rose again. You're a dirty, rotten sinner. You cannot save yourself. No good deed will take away any of your sins. Only the blood of Jesus Christ does God the Father accept for the remission of sins. So you have to repent of your sins. You have to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord, trusting in Him and Him alone for your salvation. Well, let's park there a minute. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our gift of God. You see, you can't do anything to earn your salvation. What a lie. That's these false cults and isms. They tell you to get to heaven by reading their material and following them. And then somehow they have an insight on how to get to heaven. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Shows I've been to college, right? It's a free gift. Jesus paid for it. In fact, one more scripture with that. We want to park there just a minute. Remember Colossians chapter 2. I love Colossians 2, 6 through 7. As you have therefore, and here's a big word, received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. You see, the cults and ism have tricked words and made words we say like born again and make it mean something else. So that when you ask them if they're saved and are, 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 are born again Christians, they say yes, but they're not. They make the words to mean something else. I mean, that's just the last day we live in. But here's something I don't think that's been tainted yet, and here it is. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. I'm asking you, have you ever at a point in your life, under the convicting, drawing power of the Holy Spirit, made a decision, and under the Holy Spirit's conviction, repented of your sins, and you received Jesus as Savior and Lord, and you experienced the born-again experience? If not, you must do that, or you will die and go to hell. Doesn't matter if you're baptized, doesn't matter if you're confirmed, you got to get born again. Then get baptized. If your church does confirmation, great. But you must be born again. You have to receive yourself. Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I mean, I've heard people say, well, I was baptized as a baby. So what? That has never gotten anyone into heaven. You see these lies. I mean, <laughs> political lies, crazy. Spiritual lies, crazy. Deception is everywhere. 
as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord by faith. So walk ye in him. What does that mean? I got saved by repenting of my sins and putting my faith in Jesus. You know how I live? By as I walk with Jesus and I see in his word and his Holy Spirit convicts me, I repent of my sins and I continue to trust Jesus every day, declaring he is my Savior and Lord. He is my deliverer and healer. He is my soon coming King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Just like I got saved, that's how I live. Repenting of sins and trusting Jesus moment by moment. Isn't that good? And again, it's a growth process, verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. That means the Bible doctrines that are in the Word of God. As you have been taught, abounding with thanksgiving. And this is a very real warning. Verse 8, beware. And boy, you better beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy. And that's oftentimes in your schools and colleges. Abominational teachings that contradict the Word of God. Yeah, they're out there. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, that's the person of Jesus Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. Jesus Christ is God, bodily. Verse 10, good news, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So we had to park out there just a minute, didn't it? So now we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Back to verse 10 in 1 Peter 4. As every man has received the gift, so minister. God didn't give you spiritual gifts so you could just feel good and say, do you know I have this spiritual gift? Oh, do you know I have this spiritual gift? Well, that's wonderful. Nothing wrong with talking about it, but you've been giving those gifts so you can minister to others, so you can do something to advance the kingdom of God. Let's remind ourselves of a couple of lists of, of the gifts. We'll go first of all to Romans chapter 12, uh, beginning verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with liberality, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, that's one little list. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. Start verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it's the same God who worketh all in all. And in those, first, those three verses, you see the Trinity. But the manifestation, listen to this. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit, to every Christian. Here's what's available. For to one is given by the Spirit, again, Holy Spirit gives them, the word of wisdom, to another word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith, that's that mountain moving faith, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings, by the same Spirit, to another workings of miracles, that's still here, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, that should be on the top of your list in this day of deception and lies to another various kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh at the one and the very same Spirit, Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So we are to covet the gifts. Jump down to verse 31. But the Holy Spirit is sovereign about what gifts you get. So there are gifts available, 
It's not just to make you feel good. It's so you can minister the life of God, the miracle, healing, saving, delivering power to others in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So remember that. So you need to cultivate those gifts. To cultivate them, you're going to have to demonstrate them, or let's use a more practical word, you need to practice them. You become more efficient in anything as you practice what God has given to you. Amen? And again, here's the key of all legitimate ministry. Here it is. That God in all things might be glorified through Jesus Christ. Who gets all the glory? You. Your denomination, your church, no way, Jose. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Savior and Lord, our deliverer and healer, our King of kings. Not you, but he works through people. Amen? That, you know, the, the, the Christian life, it doesn't matter if you're in full-time Christian work or not, is a full-time relationship and walk. This, we'll just use one scripture for that because we need to get on. Colossians 3, 17, here it is. And whatever you do in word or deed, folks, that's everything. That's, that's your entire existence. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Oh, I must throw in verse 23. This will help you. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Christians serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Everything we do needs to be able to have his blessing on it, his name attached to it. That's what the Bible says, and God is always right. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's jump on to fiery trials, right? So the Bible tells us up front that Christians can expect to go through fiery trials. In fact, I like the way Peter says it, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. You know, I've said this before. I tell people in my church, I never think it's strange when you go through fiery trials and I'm there to encourage you and comfort you and reveal the promises of God and pray with you. But I still think it's strange when it happens to me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, okay, to other people it makes sense, but not me. Well, it is me too. <laughs> Same kind of we can deceive ourselves. No, the fiery trials come to all, especially preachers, right? <laughs> That is to test you. Oh, test. You remember from school, the teacher would just teach you over and over again certain things, and then they would have the audacity to give you the test to see if you were paying attention. Do you know God does the same way? He teaches us and trains us through our prayer life and through studying the Word of God and preaching and teaching ministry. And then he gives us tests to see if we've learned anything. How are you doing? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? In some tests, anyway, I can tell you from experience, if you fail, God will gladly bring that situation around again and give you another opportunity to pass it. And sad to say there are some tests that when you fail, that's just it. That opportunity, that blessing, whatever it is, is gone. 
So it's good to pass our test. But again, don't be surprised at Christian suffering. You know, Jesus, very honest in his ministry. Jesus didn't leave anything out. John 15, 18. If the world hates you, you know it hated me before it hated you. Do you know people, especially the religious leaders, hated Jesus? Isn't that just stupid? That's insane. But it's a reality. Verse 19, Jesus says, if you were of the world, that means the world system. <laughs> Boy, I could go on on that. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Okay. Lost heathen people who are unsaved, who are serving the devil, they love their own. And once you get saved, remember, you were a heathen too. You were just like them. You were a party animal. But praise God, somebody prayed for you. You went to church, whatever it was. You came to the end of yourself, repented and got saved. And you got transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear light. Thank you, Jesus. You're born again. Your sins are forgiven. You have the gift of eternal life. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the promises of God. God the Father is for you. Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit lives within you and is a comforter. Boy, you got it made. <laughs> we got it made. Amen. But it wasn't always that way, right? If you were of the world, we used to be, the world would love its own, and it does love its own. But because you have, are not of the world, I have chosen you out of the world. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing me. Can you say that too? Therefore, the world hateth you. So the world hates us. That's not new news, is it? Now, it seems in other times in history, when there was a more of a Christian manifestation and demonstration of this country, it didn't seem so bad. But now, now this anti-Christ administration, this anti-Christ government, this uh, going toward one world government is here. And yes, the, they hate you. They hate Jesus. Okay. And, and they hate those who represent his kingdom and his purposes. You know, like Donald Trump, he, a man of God that God had established. Okay, he's an example of what happens to you. Remember word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Very honest. You will be persecuted. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will do unto you for my name's sake because you belong to Jesus. Notice this, because they know not him that sent me. They don't know Father God. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, and they may be very religious. <laughs> that's the thing that messes you up. Well, that's a religious person. They go to church, they talk about God, but that doesn't make them saved. Remember what Jesus said about the Pharisees? Eight, John eight forty four. they were children of the devil. See, that's what messes up lost people. Well, that's a religious person. Well, he's as mean as a snake. He's a liar. He cheats. He steals. Well, he's a child of the devil, just a religious one. Do you get the picture here? Verse 21, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. So Jesus says up front, Christians, we will be persecuted. If they would persecute Jesus, who is and was perfect, then he'll sure mess with us who are imperfect. And we do mess up sometimes, and we have to repent, don't we? I like Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. 
Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But again, let's emphasize this. All that will live godly, that don't try to hide their faith, that are ashamed of Jesus, that are not willing to stand up and be persecuted. Now, those people won't be persecuted, but Jesus will have something to say to them one day. Do you understand that? But the truth is, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus don't compromise, right? Shall suffer persecution. I hate to throw in verse 13, but this is just where we're at. But evil men and seducers shall become worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. <laughs> if you watch mainstream media, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever heard the president speak, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, yes, we are going to suffer persecution. God said so. He guarantees it. But he says we're supposed to be happy about it. It's supposed to be a privilege to suffer for the name of Jesus. He even said, did you notice this? We're supposed to rejoice that we've been counted worthy to shame to suffer for his namesake. James also jo joins in on it. James 1, 2, my brother counted all joy. Okay, that's, a, that's an up, not just happy joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, and, and we all do. Knowing this, that the, the testing, told you there are going to be tests. The testing of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Remember verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, in other words, you need direction in the midst of this trial. You need to know what to do. God says yes, but you've got to do it his way. Notice, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and notice the guarantee, it shall be given him. Okay, here's the warning. Here's the test even in that. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like the wind of the sea driven with the wind and tossed let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord a double minded man is unstable in all his ways so when you got, ask God for wisdom in any area of your life concerning any trial or testing or, or thing you're going through God says I will give it to you period yes unless you get double-minded, unless you begin to doubt that I'm going to do it for you. And then you may not get it. In fact, you probably won't get it because you've wavered. Okay? And I think you can even repent after you've wavered and go back again and God be merciful and give you the wisdom, but don't do it. God says, you need wisdom, you need direction. I'll give it to you. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it's a, it's a Christian life verse. Here it is. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. He shall direct thy path if you trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you lean not unto your own understanding, if in all your ways that you acknowledge him, then he shall direct your path. Oh, that's good. So God helps you every step of the way. Sometimes we don't understand what's going on. Why is this happening? I don't know what to do. 
God says, come to me for wisdom. Hang in there. I will give it to you, period. Yes. Yes, up front, unless you begin to waver and doubt. So don't waver and doubt. So verse 13, we're supposed to rejoice if we're reproached for the name of Christ. And if you're standing for Jesus today, happy are you. And again, verse 19, just the reality, you suffer according to the will of God. That means he has purposed for you to go through a certain amount of tribulation and testing to refine your faith. And just one day you'll get, you'll get a reward for that. Thank you, Jesus. But are you saved? Do you know that you're going to heaven? Do you know Jesus is coming soon? Pray with me right now if you're not sure. Dear God, I see it. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. I repent of my sins. Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart and be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give my life to you both now and forever. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And Lord Jesus, help me to live for you all the days of my life. Amen. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.